really want to do the light novel thing next time? Uh, I think I suggested it without enough time to prepare, so probably not. But some year, <laughs> some year we're going to do it. <laughs> Welcome back to Mom Getting Your Ears. My name is Corey. Helen and April are with me. Hi. Hi. And we are here to do our usual thing, one old manga, one new manga. This time around, it is Beck uh, and Cardcaptor Sakura, clear card, both from Karancha. Um, we previously talked about Cardcaptor Sakura, right? Yeah. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. I I just can't remember since we've been doing this show for almost two years now. So. Yeah. No, we definitely, we definitely did. I'm positive. <laughs> I just don't know what episode number it was. Yeah, I remember that episode now. Um, but for this first part of the podcast, we'll be talking about Beck, uh, the manga from Harold Takuishi, published now published by Kodansha in the U.S. It was formerly Tokyo Pop, I believe, uh, but they never finished it. They got about 22 out of the 34 volumes in, and Kodansha has recently put up the the rest of those volumes. Uh, digitally on Comixology, that is where you can find it legally now and nowhere else. In Tokyo Pop's defense, Beck ran for a surprisingly long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I read 34 uh, as I was speaking, and I'm like, that is a lot of manga. I did not remember it being that long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it felt like the anime covered a lot, but it definitely did not cover 34 volumes worth of material. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot going on in here. Um, so... Beck is about this kid named Yukio Tanaka. Everyone calls him Koyuki. Uh, he is just kind of like this awkward kid. He in middle school. He doesn't really have any significant interests besides Japanese pop idols, I guess. And he meets this other kid named Ryusuke Minami. He goes by the nickname Ray because he was uh, he lived in New York for eight years and speaks better English than he does Japanese. Very Wait, hang on. Is Ray supposed to be some sort of, like, American name I hear on a regular basis, then, or...? Uh, yes. Uh, I think it was called Ray a lot in the... more in the anime than the manga so far, at least. Like, I don't... I remember Ray from the anime, and I definitely don't remember Ray from the manga. Okay, because I was gonna say, also, this is just... J- Japan, this is not a common name over here. <laughs> you were trying to give him <laughs> a nickname like that. I thought everybody loved Raymond. Um, yeah, he is a prominent musician, he's a guitarist, and he is trying to start up a band. Um, and that's basically the the main through line of uh, the entire manga, if not the first couple volumes. These first couple volumes is just Koyuki meeting up with uh, Ryusuke and uh, his sister, Maho, becoming closer friends with a, uh, with a former acquaintance. I forget what her name is. Is Wikipedia failing you right now? Yeah, it's not on Wikipedia. It only has the band members and that old man. <laughs> but she she was a former acquaintance that went to like a cram school, an elementary school with him. Uh, so it's just the first couple volumes are just about uh, establishing their relationship, establishing Koyuki's relationship with his band, and Ryusuke trying to start this band. I I was able to read uh, two volumes before this podcast. But I have watched all the anime a couple of times. What about you guys? Um, I read two as well. And I don't know. In 
the two that I read, like, so I looked for them digitally, and I knew they were on Comixology, but uh, I got on Amazon and found them digitally, and it seemed like if you had a Prime membership, the volumes were, like, completely free. Like, I downloaded the first two, and it looked like they had the entire series for free if you were a Prime member. So that might be worth checking out for all 34 volumes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about free, but Amazon does own comicsology now i think that's the right term yeah i didn't have a chance to read any of this um i have seen the anime many years ago i am just so busy i have not had a chance to read <laughs> anything lately uh, so i've been listening to Corey describe parts of the manga and me saying hang on i don't think i remember this from the anime <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is a lot like I, I also don't remember um but overall i really like or i really like this the anime um i've only watched it dubbed which is perhaps a flawed way to watch it, but I thought I thought the dub was very good. Uh, I remember my brother and I watching it subbed, and I'm not sure if this is present in the dub, but the first episode in the sub has just an amazing amount of swearing in English. <laughs> and the two of us were both like, oh my god, I'm so glad we're watching this in Japanese. It would probably be even worse in English. <laughs> just like hoping our mom doesn't walk by suddenly. Yeah, I think it actually does have a lot of like, swearing in the English, too. And then reading these first two volumes just brings me back to uh, how well Beck conveys a love of music in a way that, uh, this, is, this is a poor comp, but in a way that something like Kaon does not portray as well. <laughs> but it's clear that like Harold Takabishi really loves music, really cares about music, and it comes through the pages in between like random bouts of extreme perviness. Uh, April, what do you think of these first two? I think you that's that you have a good point there that that he's able to convey like the love of music but I think too at least for me like it was specifically like that that like teenage love of music not that obviously you can't be an adult and love music but I feel like he really at least in the first two volumes that I read that he really captured like that feeling of being a teenager and like your favorite band just being like everything to you or finding music that you relate to and going to a concert and all of that I feel like uh uh, the author captured that like really well. Like he, like you, sort of, I sort of felt like he remembered what it was like to be that age and really be into stuff and uh, feel like you're uh, sort of bored with your life. But then you find music and you find a group of people to be with. So I feel like um, he captured that well. But I haven't seen any of the anime. That's one thing I haven't seen. So the 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 manga was my first exposure to it. Yeah, it's kind of fun to uh, see these kind of references back to the classic rock of the 60s, 70s, sometimes 80s, uh, come throughout Beck as well. Um, Ryusuke plays a Gibson Les Paul, which many prominent musicians of that era play. His swim instructor, swim instructor slash guitar teacher also is super into the Beatles. Uh, he's slash playing. pervy guy? Yes, he's extremely <laughs> pervy guy. It's disturbing, actually. Uh, ah. He, uh, He's trying to, like, teach his parrot to sing along to the Beatles songs while he plays guitar, but because he's not good enough at guitar, his parrot's a guitar snob, who knows. And there are, like, these super uncomfortably pervy moments in the manga. Um, (laughs) Koyuki's only friend, or seemingly only friend, in middle school is uh, this dude who looks like he is definitely 40 years old, but he's in middle school with Koyuki, and he's taking, like, stealth photos of the girls' swimming team. Uh, then they get caught trying to take better photos or trying to steal swimsuits. I really don't remember the details because I'm just like, I don't, you don't need to, to remember you. the details. But it was very bad. Uh, and then this I feel teacher, like I remember a little bit of this in the anime, but I can't remember if it wasn't as bad 
or if I was just thinking, oh, no one else is talking about how weird this is. I must be weird for thinking it's weird. Let's just ignore this and move on. Yeah, it was definitely weird. Uh, and then this future is, like, creeping on girls in the pool, but he's not, like, since he was a former Olympic swimmer, he's not creeping on them sexually. They're just drawn sexually. Uh, and then he's just trying to teach them proper swimming form since he was a former Olympic swimmer. But he also has a blow-up doll in his in his apartment, so I'm not sure if it's not wholly unsexual. It's, it's weird having these these moments in the manga in between, like, random gushes of music-loving and uh, good moments of teenage character growth-liking <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm wondering, it seems really good, but I'm like, 34 volumes, like, how much music or what do they do across 34 volumes? I guess They do make it to Amazon. America at one point. Ah! Yeah. Uh, that's where I don't know if you've heard of this. That's where the name Mongolian Chop Squad comes from because some probably white person in America said they were from Asia, so they are the Mongolian Chop Squad since there gotcha. are only two existent Becks in, in the U.S. That's a that's a very good explanation. I could see how the name came from there. <laughs> Although the actual anime manga has to go by Mongolian Chop Squad because the actual musical artist Beck in real life is like protective of the Beck brand. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I mean, normally it's only JoJo's that has a problem with, like, we can't use the actual musical name for something. Oh, yeah. Some of those are, like, super out, out there, too. Like, I couldn't even tell which, like, some of them were. I had to Google them. This one, at least, uh, keeps the names intact in the manga. The anime detective changed the Beatles. They changed uh, Saito's love of the Beatles to, like, some fictional band. Uh, Mikhail, did you have any um, any memories that you remember of Beck? I remember the music even now. It's been years that I've seen it, but I still remember um, parts of the opening song and parts of the ending song, which I think were both original. I don't think either of them were covers of yep. um, existent songs. But yeah, I remember it being, ah, what's a way to put it? An idealized, grungy high school life. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to do, you know, some smoking and yeah, you're going you're gonna to meet some people and yeah, you're going to end up in some weird shady places, but it'll be all okay. You know, this is just normal. This is what you should strive for in high school, if that makes a lot of sense or any sense. It does, actually. <laughs> it, it's nothing like what my high school life was like, but... <laughs> I'd have to agree with you there. Yeah, they seem, just in the first couple of volumes, they, they run into a couple situations where it's like, this could go either way, and they always seem to come out okay, and um, sometimes it happens in real life and sometimes it doesn't. So, yeah, I definitely think there's a little bit of it being idealized, uh, but it still seems like it's an, it's a fun series. Yeah, it's a fictional series that's trying really hard to portray itself as realism, but it still <laughs> goes into some things which could only ever happen in fiction in a way, like mm -hmm. just courses of events, luck, etc. Yeah, I mean, perhaps perhaps peak that in these first couple volumes is when Ryusuke uh, pulls out a gun against yeah. like some American <laughs> tourists or maybe <sighs> army station people. <laughs> And uh, it turns out to be a fake gun, and then he just gets beat up. <laughs> so there are uh, a lot of weird moments in Beck. Also the dog, the dog named Beck. Yeah, is... that looks sewn together. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that is a weird dog. This isn't a huge spoiler, so I'll just say it. Having read the, the full manga previously, that dog is actually, like, several dogs put together. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, that's not be. realistic at all. No. 
<laughs> I didn't want it to be, but I guess that's the only way it would make sense. <laughs> yep. That is a thing that happens in the manga later. <laughs> Do they try to justify it at all? Or are you supposed to just run with this detail? Uh, you're supposed to run with it. It was apparently like three dogs near death, and they Frankenstein them into two dogs fully living. Yeah, that is definitely not how biology works. <laughs> You meet the I, other I don't know how the series is supposed to, I don't understand how I'm supposed to take that even remotely seriously compared to the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, fortunately, that is the most out there part of Beck, I guess. The rest of it is just legitimate uh, love for music and playing of music in perfect moments. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with that, anyone else have any uh, closing thoughts on Beck before we move on? Um... Check it out. If you're an Amazon Prime member, uh, check out and see if you can actually read it for free. I was able to download a couple. So if you're interested in it and you're a Prime member, at least check it out that way. Yeah. I can't tell if 34 volumes is intimidating me too much to try it out now or if I just want to see how much farther it went in the anime. Well, I'm definitely not reading it anytime soon, at least, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, It is worth checking out if you can get past all of the weird stuff that we just talked about. (laughs) Um, And get past past the fact that the manga obviously will not have a soundtrack to it. Yeah, that is the unfortunate part. Uh, well, with that, let's take a short break, and we'll be back to talk about Cardcaptor Sakura, Clear Card. Welcome back, everyone. And now, in a complete tonal shift, as often happens on this podcast, we are going to be talking about one of Clamp's more recent efforts, Cardcaptor Sakura, the Clear Card Arc. So, as brought up at the beginning of this episode, we've talked about Cardcaptor Sakura before. The first two arcs, which for a long time were the completed manga, Clamp only returned to the series um, in the past couple of years with this new Clear Card Arc, which... I don't know about you guys, but I got very nervous when this started since I have not liked Clamp's recent outputs. <laughs> <laughs> I have not forgiven them for the weirdness that went down in Tsubasa, just that that was too much. <laughs> and so, obviously, by talking about the Clear Card arc, we're going to be spoiling, in a sense, the some of the events that happened later on in the original manga. So you definitely shouldn't even be reading Clear Card if you haven't read the original manga. It's a direct sequel. Yep. You, you need to know what happened. <laughs> so for the Clear Card manga... It starts pretty soon after the original manga ended, actually. There's a bit of a time skip at the end of the original manga where we see Shaoran moving from Hong Kong to Japan permanently to be by Sakura because the two of them are dating, even though they're in, like, flipping middle school. (laughs) And so that happens right at the beginning of the clear card arc. And then weird stuff starts happening in Sakura's life again. Weird stuff hasn't been going on in a while. Like, she's still got... Caro living with her, um, her brother's boyfriend is still actually the alter ego for a magical creature, <laughs> which, which is great. But nothing has been going on in Sakura's life related to the cards or magical powers at all. But she started having some strange dreams and wakes up one morning to find that all of her Sakura cards, which she painstakingly 
painstakingly took the time to transform from the cloud card forms into, you know, what was representative of her own magic. They have all turned clear and they now no longer hold any powers at all. And it seems like there's strange things going on around town, like there's strange powers at work. And Sakura is able to turn these, you know, itinerant, mysterious forms of nature, forces of magic into cards again. So it appears we are collecting cards once again, folks. Except it's not really clear why this is happening. And I have some complaints about this, but I'm going to let you two get in a word first and just <laughs> talk about, you know, how you guys feel about this before I just go on to um, a rant. <laughs> um, so the, when we talked about it in the episode that we talked about it in, uh, that was the first time that I'd read Card Capture Soccer all the way through. I'd read the, the first arc back when Tokyo Pop put it out. But I, I read the whole thing, you know, with the podcast, and I loved it. I thought it was just the cutest thing Um the original manga is still very cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still super cute. And I like Clear Card, but I can't help but feel like it's like repeating itself again. Like she's just collecting the cards again. And I, I still like it because I like the original premise and I just think the characters are cute and the costumes are cute. Um, but I feel like it's a little repetitive. I don't, I don't know if anybody <laughs> else feels that way. I mean, I really like it despite the fact that it's repetitive. I don't know if that's necessarily a knock. Um but I feel like this is the, like the third time that she's collecting cards. So I don't know how everybody else feels. Yeah, that's about where I land. Uh, <laughs> when we did the podcast, I think that was the first time I read Card Chapter Sakura at all. Um, and of course, I very much enjoyed those first 12 volumes. But now I, like, I have five more. I'm like, this is uh, <laughs> extremely enjoyable fluff. But nothing right. has really happened uh, until like near the end of the fifth volume. And that's just kind of an unacceptable amount of time to wait until something of substance <laughs> to happen. And for me, they're not even enjoyable fluff at this point. <laughs> one thing, yeah, like... Clear card is definitely mimicking the structure and the form of the first two arcs. But in the first two arcs, you get an idea pretty early on on what Sakura's goal is or what the end game is going to be. In the first arc, we know Sakura needs to collect all the cards and there's going to be a test at the end. Okay, fine. She's going to use her magical flashcards to study and get, to get through the test. Cool. <laughs> in the second arc, we see that um, Errol... Uh, who is one of Cloud Reed's reincarnations. This is one of the few places where the anime and the manga differ, is manipulating things behind the scenes so that Sakura is put into situations where she has to transform the cards from Cloud cards into her own cards for reasons that make sense, but they're a little shady. In Clear Card, we have no flippin' idea what the end game is. Yep. We don't know what's going on. Like, instead of having an idea of where we're going, Sakura is just sort of stumbling onto these forces like Tomoyo knows something's up. And so she's just like carrying costumes around for all the time now, just like in the good old days. But we don't really see why this is happening. Like obviously when a mysterious transfer student shows up named Akio Shinomoto, you know, to contrast to Sakura's Kinomoto name, we know that there is, um, there is something afoot. Akio is, um, Akio is definitely related to what's going on with the cards and a little more gets revealed about it later on. But uh, to give listeners an idea of where we all stand, Corey's read five volumes. I've read four since my library only has four. And April's read three. So from what I've heard, the end of volume five matches up roughly with the end of the anime. Mm -hmm. And the end of the anime has one of the most inclusive endings I've seen in a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Even by that point, it's still not entirely clear what's going on. Like... 
anyone who has the vaguest understanding of Chekhov's gun can see early on, okay, Akio is involved. She may or may not be aware she's involved. Her caretaker slash butler slash, oh God, we got another love, love interest with age gap. Um, Yuna D. Kaito is involved, but doesn't actually explain anything after like, four volumes and it sounds like it takes until volume five to start explaining stuff uh not even explaining stuff in volume five but just like finally <laughs> hinting at what is going on so you can pretty much piece together uh some stuff that's happening but i would i would think 50 percent of what's happening would be a generous guesstimate of how much you could piece together with what you've been giving so far yeah the impression i got by the end of the anime is that uh, Yuna um, D. Kaito has somehow triggered this transformation in the clear cards. They are aware Sakura holds these cards and that she's going to be going through, pow- going through changes and that somehow these changes are related to Akiho's situation, like maybe her life's on the line. Maybe she's not even real. I don't know. This is clamp. They could do anything at this point. (laughs) Like, I I kind of question if Akiho is even real, since she looks a lot like Sakura. And there are some shots in the manga where it is very deliberate. You were supposed to look at the two of them and think they are basically twins. Like, they got different Mm -hmm. hairstyles, but everything is drawn the same. So that's got to be on purpose. Yep. So, yes, I'm I'm really annoyed that I'm like, this is taking too long, and it's not like <laughs> how you guys plotted the first two arcs. So what happened, Clamp? You used to have a sense of pacing. What happened? <laughs> also, there is a very bad case of everyone else seeming to know what's going on, but nobody's telling Sakura. Yeah. Like, there are so many shots of Shaoran looking pensive as he calls Errol on the phone and doesn't <laughs> tell Sakura stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and Errol being like, oh, I can't call her now. And everyone with Errol, like his two familiars and Kaho, being like, what the fuck, man? We need to do this. <laughs> and even... <laughs> and even- Sakura's brother Toya is like, I am getting a sense that something's going on. So his boyfriend, Sakura's familiar, is like, what's going on? He's like, I can't tell you. And even Sakura's father has an idea something's going on in the manga because (laughs) in one of the differences between the anime and the manga, in the manga, Sakura's father is also a reincarnation of Cloud Reed. And so he's actually been able to see the ghost of his dead wife since the end of the first series. And he's like, I haven't seen her lately. I think something is up. <laughs> and then at like the end of the fourth volume of the manga, Sakura can see her mother for the first time. And it's like, whoa, now what's going on? Yeah. I mean, even Karo and Yue know some stuff that they aren't telling Sakura. <laughs> and like, you would think that. Do they even know? Because Karo and Yue keep being like, we know this is magic, but goddamn, we can't sense a thing. I mean, <laughs> it's magic and I can't even tell you it's magic. <laughs> they know, uh, that, like, Ariel won't contact her. And I think they know the reason, but they aren't really saying that. And they, I guess they have terrible poker faces, so they don't want to be told anything either. It's like, Clamp, keeping secrets is not good plotting. Like, no, it's, it's not a plot twist if everyone but the reader knows a secret. Like, no. <laughs> I think it's like Ariel and Yuna obviously know everything that's going on and they just aren't telling anybody. It makes sense that Yuna isn't because he seems to be the main antagonist, but it does not make sense at all that Ariel isn't because, you know, he is the uh, predecessor to Sakura. So why not tell her literally anything? Like one of one of the things that keeps happening in these volumes too is like the cards will just like suddenly like to me very suddenly appear like she'll be in the middle mm-hmm. of a conversation and like there's like a wisp of wind and suddenly she's caught a card like two pages later like what happened they were just <laughs> talking to each other and now she has the sixth card it just and it happens like several times it's not just once where the cards just complete there's like no lead up like the wind blows and there's a card so. <laughs> 
Yeah. They do somewhat explain that in the fifth volume. Uh, and by explain it, I mean they just, like, hint <laughs> at what is happening. And then you can piece together what is actually happening based on what they say. But I'm not sure if that's really a viable explanation, because why <laughs> would... Even if they give you an explanation, why is that happening in the first place? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just so frustrated. <laughs> and also, like I said, yet again, we have what is implied to be like another age gap romance or at least crush between Akiho and Yuna. And it's like, come on, Clamp, for God's sake, you even moved the girl who was part of the most egregious one, like, to another school in the series. <laughs> <She> transfer. <laughs> yeah, if anyone remembers how one of Sakura's classmates had a crush on their teacher, she's actually been transferred to another school. It's funny, though, her <laughs> uniform looks a lot like Fu from Magic Knight Radio's uniform, so I, I like the headcanon that they are in the same universe. Also, because it's clamps, this is 100% possible. <laughs> yeah, I think it, this is uh, slightly off topic, but I think in the in the anime, they actually show her together with that teacher, but they didn't do that in the manga, so that's just something that they wanted to add in the anime? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny, the episodes of the anime I enjoyed the most were the ones that were, like, the most quote-unquote anime original, since, like I've said, the anime differed from the manga in a couple of ways, and so the clear card anime follows the anime's continuity, and the clear card manga follows the manga's mm-hmm. continuity. Mm-hmm. In the anime, um, Sakura's father is just a dude he cannot see his dead wife in the anime there are memories of hey it's kind of weird that akiho is living in errol's old house because that house was torn down we had an entire movie about the card that was stored there (laughs) (laughs) so in the manga they just think oh it's kind of weird they were instinctively drawn to this place but the anime people are like the characters are like half remembering wait a minute wasn't this torn down (laughs) and so my favorite episodes were actually when um who is Shaoran's anime-only cousin shows up again, and she just has a good time with Sakura for a couple episodes. Like, they take down a couple cards on their own, and it just felt like the anime staff had been freed from some of the more ridiculous (laughs) things they had to follow. They could just make a couple of episodic episodes and have fun with it. And it helps that Mei Ling is just, like, a highly enjoyable character. Yeah, she was really annoying in the first anime, but she got better, (laughs) and now by this point, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can roll with Mei Ling. She's good now. Yeah. Also, I keep thinking, hey, Clamp, don't you remember you wrote Card Captured Sakura into Holic and Tsubasa at one point? You're contradicting your own timelines there, too. <laughs> it's like, on the one hand, I don't want to think about this anymore. On the other hand, it's like, Clamp, why did you even return to this series? It was very complete at, by the end mm. of the Sakura card arc. There was no yeah. reason to continue this. Yeah. And especially since it's like you guys have other incomplete series. series. You have <laughs> other series over the years and then kept dropping them like Gate 7 and Drug and Drop like that should be current. Like, what are y'all doing? And then the anime was announced so soon after the manga started. Like, that's probably why it has such a terrible cliffhanger-ish ending. It's like, did you guys just think this is the best way to print money or something? Like, you can keep having all the like new goods being made in Japan about a new anime. I swear people will buy them. Yeah, I wonder if there's like card. Was there like a card cap Tucker anniversary that just demanded someone demanded this happen, and then they're like, oh, fine, whatever. I don't think so, because I feel like we would have like seen announcements, you know. Like, the Cardcaptor Sakura, like, 15th anniversary project or something along those lines. And I don't remember ever seeing that. Anyway, this is a weird manga. <laughs> this is an unsatisfying manga. Yeah. <laughs> like, if my library continues to get the volumes in, I will continue reading it, because I want to know what the flip is going on. But I can't say I'm going to enjoy the experience. 
<laughs> but, but it's okay because getting circulation numbers up at your local library is always important anyway so uh, I mean I think this is a manga that I uh, enjoy the experience of reading it but then don't want to dwell on it for too long because it will just annoy me <laughs> how many uh, unanswered questions potential plot holes there are I thought it was cute I, I guess I just, <laughs> my threshold's a little bit lower for this one I, I enjoyed the first batch so I enjoyed this one um, but I am a little surprised to hear that even two volumes further than what I've read we still don't know what's going on I'm not particularly <laughs> thrilled to hear that I remember the first two arcs were only six volumes long each Right. so mm-hmm. it's like what are you doing here <laughs> anyway if anyone would like to find us on social media and tell us why we are either right or wrong about Cardcaptor Soccer Clear Card Arc, you are free to do so. You can tweet at Manga in Your Ears, where all three of us will see it. You can tweet at me, at Wandering Dreamer. I will hold a lively debate with you and just <laughs> I want to know what's going on. You can also, I suppose, like debate it in our reviews, like the iTunes review, since our only current iTunes review is really weird anyway, so this would at least be more on topic. <laughs> But other than that, since I'm opening myself up to debates, are you two opening yourselves up to debates on Twitter, or are you just going to pass on that? <laughs> I'm, I'm always open for debates. You can find me on Twitter at Mondioren. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at CompassionateK. And so with that, feel free to tweet at us if you have any ideas, what we should read next, your opinions on the Card Capture Soccer Clear art, Card Arc, whatever. Find us, chat with us, and otherwise we will see you guys back here in a couple of weeks. Bye now. Bye.